the Thai Bean Leadership Podcast, where we discuss becoming a limitless leader in a world full of limits. My name is CG, and I get to be your hostess today, where we're going to be talking about some really interesting things with Pastor Ty today. Um, a couple of months ago with our staff, you brought up something that was kind of that brought up some interesting conversation and it it really has changed our thinking as a staff since then. Yeah. Um I don't even really this. know how to bring it up because it's <laughs> it's it's just kind of crazy. Well, this was one of those staff meetings that we all had something to do. Uh, we were all busy, but it turned in one of those 3 to 4 hour staff meetings. We yeah. just sat there and talked and talked and talked. And I'm sure it frustrated you. I'm sure you were really wanting some progress. Probably a little you? bit, probably. Yeah. But for me, being just the fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy, I was loving every minute of it. And it was a great conversation. Um, you want to tell a little bit about what it was? Well, I remember one of the very first things you talked about is that, you know, it's it's scary to say that church needs to be run like a business because that kind of gets a little sticky and yeah. and tricky. But that was almost one of your opening statements was um, a business term and church using that as a way that they do church. Yeah, and, and that, let's just face it, anybody that goes to church does not want their church to be a business. Right. You want the relationship. You want the connection, the iron sharpening teaching. You want there to be an intimate relationship growth between you and the Father. That that doesn't that doesn't come across when you start talking about church business. But for anybody who has ever sat on the inside seats of a church and had to drive the ship, you realize that nobody wanted to feel the rocking motion of a ship on the waves. But everybody driving the ship realized that we were selling, uh, we were, we're selling a ship here. And the the thing about church is we are driving a business. We have to pay bills like a business. We're dealing with people. We have insurance to talk about. We have retirement. I mean, that's a fun conversation. Right. It's very boring, but it's 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 a conversation. We're talking about. Uh, compensation committees and where it there is a business side of church. So with that, I wanted to look at the sides of business that I love. And and if I wasn't a pastor and I love being a pastor, I would love I love business. I'm entrepreneurial. I love dreaming. I love investing. Right. Um but but when I sat down with the staff, I turned to them and I made that comment and there was a lot of pushback. And that's okay because pushback is a, a uh, I guess a reaction when it comes to the business side of church. But then we just asked three simple questions. What's our product? What's our mission? And what's our sales? Right. I don't know if we had buy-in at that point, but it was definitely a lot more lenient because when you think about what your product is, what comes to mind from a lot of people is church is our product. Right. Cowboy Junction Church is our product. Your church, if you're listening, a lot of people say that's our product. And when I began to talk to the staff, I really wanted to know what their thoughts were on what the product was. Same thing with mission. Um, What is our mission? What do we do? Uh, Same thing with sales. How do we push the product kind of deal? Right. But it all revolved around this question, what was the product? And as we talked about it, I was able to address that church is not the product at Cowboy Junction. Yeah. Jesus is the product. Now, the reason why that's so important is because church can become so distracting from what the real product is. So true. And and in a in a you could in a 
in a business standpoint, you can never have great sales if you don't have confidence in the product. Right. And that's why a lot of people fail in church is because it's all about the church and we have no activity or growth or knowledge of the sale of the product, the introduce of Jesus to other people. Right. They're going to your neighbor and realizing that we're not pushing our church, we're pushing Jesus. We want you to introduce you to Jesus. And a lot of times we get this so mixed up and that's why we get bogged down. That's why we lose momentum. Uh, I turned, After we sat down this staff meeting, we started talking about the importance of the product being Jesus. We began to sit down and talk about the mission. And, and what is a mission? We didn't have one. And for our church, we now have one called Love God, Love People, and There's No Limits. We live by that, and it gives us freedom to know what our mission is. If, we love, if we're loving God, and then we're loving people, there'll be no limits on what we can do. There's our mission. But on sales, sales was an interesting thing, because on sales, we find ourselves more focused on the uh, church than than Jesus, but also all of a sudden we find that our priorities are distracted. Right. Okay. And we're not making the main thing the main thing. It's not that church isn't a very important thing. We want to get them plugged into our church, but all of a sudden you find that the the, the handcuffs come off when you have an opportunity to have the freedom to be released to go tell people about Jesus in your community. Um, one of the things I, I love, I, have you ever read the book It by Craig Rochelle? Yes, sir. It's a great book. It is. Uh, and it, it, The simplest form to describe this book would be something like, some people have it and some people don't have it. Some people are looking for it and some people don't even realize it's out there. Right. Some people are growing in it and other people aren't even trying to grow in it. Some people are missing it. Right. And it's this whole it factor that the book never defines what an it is, but everybody knows what it is and whether they have it or not. Right. I love that. Yeah. Well, with this, we begin to talk about the product, the mission, the sales, and then some interesting things became to come up. We begin to look at the success and victories that we've had because of it. What is our it? And, and let's, let's give an example. You ready to talk about Fall Fest? Can't wait. Give me a quick CG synopsis of what the, the, the Fall Fest has been like at Cowboy Junction Church. Well, our Fall Fest started um, like 12 years ago where you, you thought it would be cool to plant pumpkins and invite people out to get a free pumpkin. And it mm-hmm. was, and it was a huge success. I never knew how many people wanted a free pumpkin. Yeah. And it grew from like 400 people one year till one of the last years we did it. We probably had around 5,000 people yeah. or more on our property. Um, but we would invite people out for three or four hours to come pick a pumpkin. But then that was it. They went home and, and we were hoping that maybe they would come back to church but we, when we looked and saw that later, the last year we did it, we had around 5,600 people on our property and then maybe three visitors. Three visitors. That weekend at church. Now, now think about that for a minute. If you're driving down the road, if you're sitting in your living room, if you're in your office, we had 5,600 people on a Saturday evening. It was a four-hour event. We passed out strategically invitations to every person to come back the next day for a new series we were kicking off, for something cool we were doing in our kids' church, 
And the next day, after inviting 5,600 people to church, we had three people come back. Yeah. It was depressing. Mm-hmm. And and so we sat down and we had two options. It was only depressing for me because I knew what our product was. We were only able to tell three people about Jesus. Yeah. Okay. But for everybody else who thought the product was the church, they sat back and thought, that was amazing. It was incredible. Let's, let's just not, you know, let's not skip the fact that having 5,600 people at your church, no matter what the event, is pretty incredible. Right. Eventually, people would come, start coming to our church someday. Um, eventually, because of this connection, it would have a success for somebody, but we weren't seeing it immediately. So we had to ask a question. Do we change one of the most successful events we've got going on? So that we can focus on what is the most important instead of something that we feel like is important. And when we started sitting down and saying, okay, what if we changed it from Saturday to Sunday? And we did it on Sunday morning. We have all these pumpkins out there. You have to come to church to then we're going to get out early. And then we're going to go pick all the pumpkins you want. Have a blast. Is this going to lose the heart? And what we felt like we could keep the heart, but we could focus more on what the product was. And we wanted to tell people about Jesus. We had a decrease in attendance. Right. But can you give us some numbers to kind of identify with the success of the product over you know, what the product used to be? Well, the we've been doing it um, this way for the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. And this past year, we had a thousand people attend mm-hmm. our weekend services. Um, but the cool part is we had over a hundred salvations and 62 first time guests. How about that? Which just from sitting down and asking a simple question, what's our product to get people to come to church? Or do we want to tell them about Jesus? And over a thousand people attended for the weekend, but over a hundred salvations. Yeah. And and tell me that's not a win, but it's because we were able to sit down and discuss the product, the mission, and what was our sales approach. And before our sales approach was to introduce them to the church, and now our sales approach was to introduce them to Jesus. And this is just the conversations we started having. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the kickoff to this. Yeah. And it, it, it's really changed the way we think about a lot of things because you get pulled in that, is it about our church or is it about Jesus so Mm -hmm. often? And this, this always brings us back and grounds us on what the most important thing is. Well, I think there's going to be times that you turn, that you turn to everyone and say, Hey, the product today is we want to introduce people to our church. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But know what that is, because if all the things that you do are wrapped around the product of the church, something's wrong. This started off with building relationships. No one knew where our church was. No one knew what our church was doing. So the product of, we want to introduce you to what our church is. Though We had many years of that. So I think you have to be strategic in identifying 
What is the product? What is the plan? What is the purpose for what we're doing? And, and adjust the sales appropriately. Right. And to not be afraid of using those terms because because it, it, it's helped so much to mm-hmm. clarify some things. But that also brings up another business term that's been really interesting <laughs> and, and that was good for our staff. Also something that you got to mention on an episode of the Tony Morgan Leadership Podcast that you were on recently. And that term is red water, blue water. Yeah. Well, first of all, I love Tony Morgan. And if you're listening to this podcast, you have got to also subscribe to the Tony Morgan Leadership Podcast. It's a it's a conversation designed to get people unstuck, whether in business or in church. It is an excellent podcast. And on it, Tony asked me to come on, and I said, you know, we just got through having this conversation. What would you think about this? And he loved it. And we talked about red water, blue water. So right after our staff meeting talking about the product and mission in sales, I turned to the staff and said, do you know what red water, blue water is? And very few knew what it was, but it's it's a business term to describe, to describe business competition. And when you have a product, it's something that your business is known for selling or having. Are there other companies that have the same product? And if there is, then you understand what competition looks like. Yeah. And Red water is defined as many ships in a small body of water battling it out, guns firing, blood in the water, carnage everywhere, because everybody's trying to do the same thing in the same water, and no one's gaining momentum, and no one's winning. It's just war everywhere. That's a business term, but I think we can all identify the church connotation that goes with it too. Absolutely. Churches should not be competitive, but it's hard not to be when we're all doing the same thing. Right. Blue water, however, is this wonderful term to describe to where you have a product that nobody else has and it can do something that nobody else can do and you find yourself selling in waters where there's you can't see ships, there's no other competition, you're able to let all the sales down, gain momentum, your ship is selling at a high rate of speed, doing some amazing things all because you're doing th- something nobody else, you have a product that nobody else has or can do. And imagine a church that has a blue water experience versus a red water experience. And and we began to talk as a staff about all the areas that we could find ourselves taking our product, our mission, and our sales into blue water areas instead of the red water competition. Right. So the product, of course, in churches should a lot of times be the same in that that's Jesus, but mm-hmm. our sales is the part that um, is something that we really wanted to approach with a more blue water approach. What are some examples of red water yeah. and blue water well, in not the church to, world? Yeah, not to offend anybody, but in the church world, we in our little community here, we come June the whatever, VBSs break out all over the place. Yeah. It's like an epidemic of vacation Bible schools. Take your pick, let her rip. Everybody's got one. Okay. And so I love VBS. I'm a product of of a vacation Bible school. Did you go to vacation yeah, Bible school? Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris, did you go to one? Mm-hmm. Chris is nodding yes up and down. And and they're they're wonderful. But do you see how sometimes not only are they all doing them at the same time, but they're all doing the same one. Yeah. 
And this is an example of red water. And and if just just to sit down with your children's church staff and to say, okay, guys, what's the product? What's the mission? And what's the sales? And how can we find ourselves not selling in, selling in red water with all the other churches for our children's church program? But what can make us gain momentum, let all of our sales down on our ship, sell faster, and to do a greater job with the resources we have if we can identify some blue water areas? Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's a good one. Youth groups. I mean, my gracious, I'm sitting here with my last two youth pastors, Chris and, and CG, and I think we all understand that youth groups can be one of the most competitive areas in a church. The churches may not even be competitive, but the youth groups are. Right. And part of the reason is a pastor won't sit down with his youth group leaders and say, guys, you don't have to do it like everybody else did it. Where is the blue water in youth ministry in our community. Yeah. And and I don't think those questions come up enough in the strategic planning of youth ministry. Mm-hmm. But it's a great I thought if you think about every youth pastor who's in their 20s anyway and they're competitive and they're fierce and they feel called by God and it's blue it's red water everywhere you look. Yeah. What would it take to turn to your youth leaders and say Let's talk about blue water and what could we do to go places no one's ever gone before. Just a quick change. So blue water feels good too, because it, Ah. you know, nobody wants the competition. I don't think. But everybody's scared of change. They are for sure. And the unknown and and, unknown and, and going somewhere that you've never gone before. And what if there's no other churches doing it like this? And back on the, the, the ship terminology, we're not saying to go sail into the unknown. We're saying strategic planning that puts us into areas where we still know where we're at, but we're going to places that nobody's ever gone before. We still have a course. We've still planned this out. We're just going to try it a little bit different. Keep your, your product the most important thing, go mm-hmm. back to your product and plot the course with strategic planning, lots of prayer, and um, seeking God for where, where you're headed. I agree. That's good. So we've also experienced, Cowboy Junction has experienced some blue water things that mm. um, it, it weren't really even things that we saw coming. But now that we look back, we go, <laughs> that was so blue water. That was so blue water. Uh, I think you'd have to take our name. One of them being yeah. our name. We have fought our name nonstop. That would probably be a great podcast someday, too. How did we get the name? Yeah. But the blue water of our name is nobody else is going to have a name like our name. At the same time, we realize, too, that with our name, Cowboy Junction Church, there's always going to be a lean back. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to explain the name. But over the years, we have developed, because of our blue water, ministry that people recognize i know you guys yes you're cowboy junction church and actually the name has caused a lot of blue water versus the competition of the red water name right so we looked at this a little bit different right there was also um a time that we put up a billboard (laughs) the elk billboard absolutely oh yes the elk billboard so we had just hired Tony Morgan to come in and do consulting for us, and we were nervous. And 
on the very day he showed up, we had put a new billboard out on our church sign. And it, it you know, it's it's a wrap around billboard. It's 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 the same kind you see as businesses have a wrap around billboard and it changes every month. And this one would happen to be on September and it was the National uh hunting day billboard and it said uh, it had this huge elk on it and it was a beautiful elk and it said uh uh something like what did it say happy hunting happy season hunting or something season like from that. your friends at the at cowboy junction church and tony pulls in and we had just got an ugly email yeah. from this lady who was in love with animals she loved animals and we love animals too but a little bit different than some. And and she was mad. And we were so embarrassed because Tony was in town. And Tony turned to us and said, no, 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 no. You didn't do anything wrong. You are trying to identify in Blue Water area, basically is what he was saying, with a group of people that would look at this billboard and say, oh, my gosh, that's a hunter-friendly church. Right. You're not going to be able to reach everybody. But you're going to be able to reach somebody. You're being strategic in that billboard. That billboard is blue water. Yeah. You have to be prepared because, you know, there was some who didn't think we should go that way. There was others who thought it was genius. And it was strategic. That was the point. It was strategic. Yeah. And then there's another Blue Water area that we still kind of experience on a weekly basis, and that's that we have a Monday night service Mm -hmm. every week. I love our Monday night service. Um, when we started off having church, we could have done church on a Sunday like anybody else. But we saw the advantage of not getting into that red water fight over Sundays. And we chose to go blue water Monday nights and gain some momentum. And so because we spent years on Monday nights just doing church, it drew a crowd that were really unreached and we were able to start a church because of a Monday night service. And after we had gained so much momentum in Blue Water, then we were able to go start a service on Sunday. But we had gained so much momentum because of a Monday service that the Sunday service was an instant hit. We went from one service to two services in a year and three services within two years. Right. But because we spent time in the blue water of Mondays and perfected it and got good at it and and then moved to Sundays, it was a smooth transition for us to then drift over to some some red water areas. Right. And blue the blue water of Monday night has been really cool because Monday night has turned into a very casual, comfortable, um, but really special service mm-hmm. and something that is um, a, a super special thing to us. So. I agree. I love Monday nights. It's, it's one of my favorite times to preach and it it will always be that way Uh, that's where we started yeah so all of that being said um are what are some questions that we could go back and discuss with our leadership teams or our staff um about what we've talked about today i think a great conversation to have and one that we have all the time is where do you feel stuck where do you feel like maybe in this conversation today Where do you feel like we are stuck because of red water, competition? Are we also stuck maybe because we are not able to define clearly what our product is, what our missions, and what our sales are going to be? 
may be that we don't, because we do a lot of assuming, we assume on our staff way too much instead of being able to recognize the product, the mission, and the sales, but then to look at where could we now go blue water and gain some momentum. Um, You've got to go back and not drift. We're not looking for just sell off into the unknown. We're looking for a plot course in a direction that we might have not concentrated on very often, but if we did, it would cause us to have some success that would just be a breath of fresh air to do it a little bit differently in an area of blue water for our church and ministry. Yep. Well, I'm I'm excited. I think it's time for us to get to revisit some blue water <laughs> as a staff when we get done with this. But I hope that today was helpful for everyone listening. Um, I hope that you're excited about sailing the blue water seas as we leave today. If you would like to know more about the Tybean Leadership Podcast or Cowboy Junction Church, make sure and visit our web- website at www.cowboyjunctionchurch.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and please rate, review, and share it. And last but not least, you can also email leadership at cowboyjunctionchurch.com. It's been a fun day. We hope that you come back and hang out with us again to learn how to become a limitless leader in a world full of limits.